Hey, it's Prowlerzents, Prowlerzents.com. Adam Spiegelman, very excited. Show's late today because, well, listen, I got married on Friday. Big things are happening. She put a ring on it. Okay. What? Check it out, ladies. Other things in my mind the last couple weeks. And this weekend, hello. This week, I have an old show. It's not up anymore. It's one of my favorites. Uh, my favorite people, Bucky Sinister. He listens to the show a lot. He's a friend of my brother's. He's a friend of mine. He's a performance artist, a writer. He wrote a book called Get Up, which is a punk rocker's guide to AA. But he also has a really interesting past. And one of the cool things he's done is he watched 500 movies on Netflix. Like he just was just back for instant streaming. He was returning DVDs and watching all these films and writing about it. He was, he was hired to do this. So he talks about that experience. That's appropriate because Netflix, you can get it streaming free at proudlyresents.com slash Netflix. If you have Netflix and there's something you watch that you liked and you want to let people know about it, more obscure, just something you got into, write me and I'll talk about it on the air or email a quick review, proudlyresents.com slash contact to find out how to reach us. You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reason. I, I can't even hear you. Well. Hi, this is Sammy Wazell. Uh, proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam Biggest Men Show. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember, you can't sit on hospitality. How are you? All right, this is Proudly Resents. We are recording in a theater called The Dark Room, which is in San Francisco on Mission Street, darkroomsf.com. Find out about all the great shows they do, including their weekly Bad Movie Night on Sundays. We're here with my brother, Mike Spiegelman, Hi, who does the Bad Movie Night on Sundays and has LuggageTuesdays.com. And Bucky Sinister, uh, writer, performer, bouncer, John Goodman lookalike, <laughs> which is a compliment. <laughs> is a compliment. Uh, in Big Lebowski? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you have Big yeah. Lebowski here. Not in Tremaine. Wearer of uh, sleeves, tattoos. and uh, <laughs> no, Every day. Every day. <laughs> you put those on every day? I put them on every day. I, I get up early every morning. Forget. No? <laughs> yeah. You don't forget? You did a thing where you had to watch 500 movies in a year. Yeah, not only that, I, I basically emptied my Netflix queue, filled it up with, with 500 films. I'm going to watch them all in a year. Took it, it was a little tricky because I also had to learn the rhythm of like the mail service to get you know the movies in back there and sent back to me. This is before they started their streaming service. And this was the only way you could really get things from them. And uh, there was a lot of people talking at the time about like, oh, you know, you can't get like you know they throttle you they don't send your movies on time all these kind of weird conspiracies people were upset at netflix i was like this is they're doing a great job like how you know how you can be so upset like mail service you take a movie you finish yeah. it you put and, it above your mailbox and, and they and take it away someone actually filed a suit against them at some point saying you can't get unlimited movies you can't and, <laughs> it's, it's, it's you know mathematically impossible or something like that and there was a big stink about it it was just like look you know, lighten up you're yeah. getting dvds sent to your house you know like, partly just to like see like if they do throttle people who watch a lot uh, or and also uh just this whole thing with uh that, that cubing 500 movies on and you have time to watch all these like why, why is the cube so it's like, well, like maybe you can. Maybe someone does need this many movies in a queue and need a queue this long. Also, just because I'm, I'm really big, interested in obsession and mania and compulsive behavior. I had a long history with drugs and alcohol. I'm always, I'm always really fascinated with things that are obsessive and compulsive that are not ingestible. 
Like right. people who are getting obsessed with it, 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 whether it's a so hobby you can get it. or if they're hoarding or anything like that. It's like, you know, because I think, you know, if I hadn't found drugs and alcohol, I would have moved to, I would have picked something and just centered my life around it. So you're looking for something that won't kill you that you can be obsessed about. This is, it's about bragging rights. Yeah, there's also that, too. There's a sort of a nerd level thing. Yeah. Of like, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. Oh, that's not as good as the original. Uh, <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, it's not as good as the comic. Who did you do it for? You did this 500Q. You wrote for... Uh, it was for KQED, which is like our local uh, public, public radio, public TV. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually got paid to write the blog, too. So that was kind of justified the month that I spent uh, watching movies. I, I added up all the time I spent watching movies that year, and it, and it added up to a little bit over a month. It was, like I think, 32 days. Solid um, months worth of... So yeah. a solid month, 32 days, 500 films? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, it kind of taught me a lot about how much time I spend doing stuff. And, uh-huh. like, if I spent the time, this amount of time, like, learning a language or <laughs> learning to play an instrument or something, right. and I could probably be really good at you something. speak Chinese by now. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. You're a passionate film watcher. You love yeah. films, and you educate yourself watching these films. Sure, but it just kind of, this thing of, like, oh, wow, how, how does the time add up? I spent... Like a month out of out of the twelve I was given this year watching movies is that good or bad I don't know but it's just that that idea of like how the time adds up if you do something for an hour a day or hour and a half a day like how, how much that ends up being I, I I talked to a lot of people who were kind of stunned by it but but then again I know a lot of people who watch more TV than that right every day and they don't really seem to notice that like hey three hours of TV a day oh, no how did it work you watch a movie and then you wrote about the movie like, yeah I reviewed every one of them uh, and with, with my review and at first they, they were really thoughtful and after a while like you know I, the state of my mind would start to creep in there and be like I can't I don't know if I can keep this up like every once in a while it would be an entry like that of like I don't know what I just did to myself I, you know <laughs> I, yeah especially like I because I had I had some bad weeks I went off for a week to, uh, to Salt Lake City I uh, had to do some some readings there for this book I wrote. I was staying at these kids' houses. There were these total artsy kids, and they like didn't have a TV. And my <laughs> mother was with me, and you know, I, and I fell behind. And then I would have to watch even more. Oh. And and uh, you know, it's like it was a problem because I had to get the movies back from Netflix. I had to. And when it was a long weekend, I was like cursing it. I was like, when there's no no mail on Monday. Oh man, what am I going to do? Like, I went spread over a year. Yeah, yeah. So 32 days, you're saying, like, all the time. Yeah, I added up the, the time spent watching movies, and it came to over a month. So like you watched, I, this is over a year, and you had said it was the year when people wrote, at a time when people wrote books about, uh... It, oh, yeah, yeah, there was, like, kind of... Julia, was, Julia. Yeah, Julia, Julia was one of the big ones, but, like, everybody would do this, like, you know, I went on this diet for a year, or, or like, uh, I, you know, I just, you know, took a walk in the park every day for a year. Right. Uh, this kind of thing of, like, I did this thing for a year and here's how it changed my life and here's what I learned from it and here's how it made me get along with my mother. Oh my like, you know, there's <laughs> a lot of... With there, the mother, yeah, yeah, there's... there's oh, it's, it's fantastic. Because uh, uh, of the movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was the thing. that they, People always wanted a deeper meaning behind this stuff. And right. just there was all these kind of Tuesdays with Maury kind of like 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 emotions in these books of like you know and and you know because I you know whittled a a, a gun out of soap every day that's when I finally got along with my father John Dillinger. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What did you take out from watching this at the end of the year? What did you get out? Of- uh, mostly just I I became the the next year like I became very aware of how I used my time uh, because I would have been. 
I had never been so strict on something other than my drinking. Uh, it's like I'm going to do this every day, no matter what. Right. Uh, it was a lot easier with whiskey, uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, you pass out eventually. Literally. Yeah, and you know, after like I, I start thinking all throughout the year, like well, what do I really want to do in my time, what do I want to do in my life, and you know, the, the next year is when I actually started stand up. Uh-huh. Uh, I was uh, thinking like you know. I, I, I've thought about doing this for years and never really committed to it and never really tried it. And like, let, let's just go ahead and try Like, you know, cause I, I was one of those guys that always think like, you know, if I'd started this when I was 20, I'd be good by now or whatever. Right. And then, you know, 10, 10 more years go by and you're like, oh, you know what, if I'd just done it 10 years ago and I already thought I was too old, I'd be good by now, <laughs> right. you know, and, and, and just the things like that. And I, you're, you're selling yourself short because you were writing this as a paid gig and you were writing this for KQED oh, to oh, an audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, it was like, it was, it was a good gig. And, and I, and I, you know, I bought a new computer with the money. I, I mean, I did, <laughs> I did good things with the money and it was a, a cool, uh, experiment, even though it didn't lead to, directly to a book deal. But I mean, it just made me really uh, more disciplined in like you know doing you know concentrating on, like how much am I writing for myself, like right. how much am I just doing things when I choose to do something? Am I choosing to do something that makes my life better or worse? You know, I'm like, am I am I going to the gym today or or not? Like, is this something I really want for myself? Do I want to be in better shape? Like, like am I gonna can I make a commitment to something? That's one of these things that I would have to plan my social life around these movies because i just couldn't uh, you know people like hey you want to come to you know my my house where i mean like no i got three movies to watch i can't go <laughs> and you know i would just that kind of commitment I, I was able to do this and i was like wow if i like put this much commitment really to to the rest of my life I, it would i think it would just sort itself out and i actually yeah a couple years after that i the the second year after that i uh ended up getting this job i really wanted and and Which i just started what? I, I work for a university right now, and uh-huh. uh, I work with their uh, online education. Uh, and you know, actually, the, the the little experiment did help. I did show them that. I said, "Look, you know," they said, uh, "Can you write under deadline?" I'm like, "Hey, I did this thing, and I, I did it under time." They're like, "Holy crap, really? Like, what is this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I can. I think I can get this done on time." What were some of the fan reactions? There were people who wrote in while you were doing this in the middle of it. It was weird. It was like because there are people in the middle of nowhere who are just watching movies every day, and they're like, they're like rookie, you know. Because like, you know, there are people that they have the mail service, but they, you know, of some type, whether it's Netflix or Blockbuster or whatever. But they also had a local membership somewhere, and like there were a lot of people who were like on disability or whatever, and they would they would be like, oh yeah, you know, I watch this many movies, and and you know, I have this library, and I just buy all these cheap movies just watch them continually and I don't watch TV anymore and uh, there was something and then a lot of people just you know I put out a lot of opinions about things and say like uh, one, of, one of the movies I really hated was uh, Coffee and Cigarettes uh, I, oh. I really hated that and uh, and, and and, and, and people say like uh, you know oh you know people like, every time I'd say something like that people would you know uh, come in there you know like that case uh, Jarmusch is a genius uh, you don't know what you're talking about you should see like Down by Law I was like yeah I like that one I didn't say that one was bad. I, I re- the one I reviewed, I didn't like that one. It's like I know this guy. I, like, I, lo- I love some of his work. Yeah. And another of it, I think he's just totally stinks. It and, is refreshing to hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just. But what were some of the uh, some of the films that you stand out in your head? Oh, uh, well, I, I mean, I, I got really into. Uh, well, first of all, like you know, if you if you start filling up the queue, you'll you'll have a lot of cool uh, old classics that you that you want to see. Uh, 
like I uh, I really loved uh, Anthony Mann's movies, uh, and and I didn't really know who he was except for that he that he uh, was the director for Man from Laramie, which is a really great western. But he also did you know like a dozen others that were fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, and all these old Jimmy Stewart westerns. And, uh, and and Jimmy Stewart's kind of a tough guy, you know. He, he's beating people up and and you know knocking them off cliffs and you know, stabbing them in the neck with a Bowie knife and <laughs> like that kind of stuff. It was it was really great. And this guy, you know, and watching all his progression of his thing. So I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to watch every Anthony Mann movie available on the thing. And those weeks were fantastic. I, I had a really great time. <laughs> but then I was like, you know, what about all these other movies that Klaus Kinski is in? Klaus Kinski, who is like one of my favorite performers from, from certain movies, from Gary the Wrath of God and, and Fitzcarraldo. And he just, he's absolutely brilliant in those. When he's not working with Herzog, he was uncontrollable. And he ended up making some really horrible films. I just really, it's, they're hard to look at. And it, they're hard to even focus on the screen when when he's on there. It's. Well, what are some uh, of the, you remember in the? Time? Well, there was well, there was one that was a real letdown because it's like oh, there's one where he plays Edgar Allan Poe in Web of the Spider, and I'm like, awesome, this is great, and and he's in it for about like five minutes, bookending the film. He's like, he comes in drunk in a bar and says, "Let me tell you a story," <laughs> and, and, and then it kind of fades out into this other thing, this other story, and then at the very end of the movie, he comes back and says, "See, that was scary, wasn't it?" <laughs> and it was like this kind of like. SCTV level of, uh, of, of of scripting. It was just like, yeah, yeah. It was just like, was, it, was that uh, Joe Flaherty or was that? Was like, oh, I was scary, wasn't it, kids? And uh, I, I was, I was really upset. And there was like, there weren't any spiders in that movie either. It was, I thought there was, at least there's going to be a giant spider somewhere. No, well, oh, there was one. I think he did called Venom, uh, which where he robs a bank and then goes and holds up in this house, uh, just holding people hostage. And uh, it happens to be the day. Uh, that just that hap- you know, just so happens to be the day that the young boy who lives there uh, has ordered a, a, a garden snake from the pet shop supply store, and they accidentally mail him a black mamba, one of the deadliest snakes <laughs> in the world. Uh, oops! And uh, not only that, it gets out, and when all the robbers are in there. And uh, so it slowly, like, slithers to the house and starts biting off Kinski's gang, uh, which is great because there are some things where it looks like they just used a painted stick for the snake and just hit people with it. Um, it, was, it wasn't even like they threw a rubber snake at someone. It was worse than that. They, they couldn't afford a rubber snake. How did it affect your life watching so many films like that? When I, I would be starting to date some lady, I was just like, I have to tell you this something about me. I have to watch a movie and a half every day on average. And, and uh, it's, it's how I, I'm living right now. And it was like this lifestyle thing. And it freaked out some people. I, I told them I would show them the site. And how I started dating someone who, you know, she, she would be like, oh, you know, what are you watching this weekend? Like, it would be her first question, like, how are you doing? Like, yeah. And they're like, how's your day been? And all that stuff is just like, what are you watching? Were you working and, at the time also? Yeah, yeah. I worked a full-time job doing doing that. Outleadresents.com slash Netflix. Sign up for Netflix. Get it for free. If you want to get Bucky's books and such, go to our website. Also, you can get that. I had to watch a couple of bad films for this show. Sometimes it's work and sometimes it's fun. Let me just tell you, uh, the movie that Nico had me watch was definitely work. I recorded two episodes of Nico today. We'll have those up in the next couple of weeks. But go to our Facebook page, uh, the community of people who like obscure and weird films and fun films and and you can post your favorite films and what's going on there and if you want to post Netflix stuff that is another good place go to Facebook type in Proudly Resents 
And if you like any episode, please put it on your Facebook, your Tumblr, your whatever, just re- your Twitter. Let people know you are advertising budget. So that's very cool. And I appreciate everybody who's done that. That's actually made a huge difference. I'm Albert Brooks. And while visiting New York, Denver, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Boston, Detroit, the tri-state area, this city, the Bible Belt, I listen to and enjoy the good sounds of K, the good sounds of W, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. So, oh, yeah. how many books have you written? I have my fifth one coming out. What is that one about? Uh, it's it's called Still Standing, and it's uh, it's a lot of life skills for recovering addicts. I I did another one called Get Up, which was oh uh, a book that I kind of meant uh, to convince people to start twelve step groups that they think they didn't belong. You know, it's like well, because I had this whole thing of like you know being kind of an aging punk dude, uh, you know, and being like very kind of burned by religion uh, in the past. I was like, well, I, I don't. I don't belong there. Like, that's not for me. That's for, you know, people who are religious. And so I wrote this whole book saying, like, okay, look, if you think you can't, you don't fit in for one reason or another, you know, you do. And then a lot of the other book, too, was, like, how to get by in your first year and how to deal with people. And, you know, because it's really kind of traumatic getting involved. You know, you have to change your whole social life and everything. I had these things that didn't quite fit in that book, and they kind of I, – I said, well, maybe that's for the next book. And sure enough, it was uh, because I asked everybody – what they should know about like about recovery groups uh you know what you need to hear your first year in recovery what do you what are some tips for the first year would you say? well in in and get up i, I kind of kept it to the step work well, stuff I'd heard. Book you, that's been published yeah yeah so book. but but uh thank you i i but i kept hearing these things i would ask people thinking i would hear something about you know getting a sponsor about the official literature or something like that and people start giving me these answers like uh Oh yeah, I was 25. I didn't know how to use a washing machine, and I was like, "Wow, you know, I was 32 years old. I'd never applied for a job before." And, and it was just like, "Wow, these these like these people need a basic life skill help." Uh-huh. Uh, like, there's a section there called "A mattress on the floor is not a bed," right. and it goes in there just how like you know you should how your bedroom should look. like don't use uh, uh you know trash bags or uh, bed sheets for curtains. That kind of thing. These people have spent so much time yeah, drinking yeah, yeah, or yeah. drugs that they don't think about natural yeah, life. Yeah, we don't we don't have life skills. Like I kind of lived like I was still in a squat, you know. And yeah. I was, you know, I, the the house I lived in the last couple of years, you know, was of uh, my drinking and drug use was this. Like it was three, it was a three story house, and 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 the floors were separated by what you did. You know, it was like you know all the people who were like like speed and coke. You did that upstairs. And if you wanted, if you wanted to shoot dope, or you wanted to do oxy or something, you had to go downstairs. And like you want to drink, that's where I lived. Like you know, it's like you live in a whiskey flat, you know. And dope people wouldn't walk up through. Yeah, because you, know, you get certain stages of, of addiction. Like it starts to really annoy you. It's mm-hmm. just like and we all judge each other. You know, at least I'm, at least I'm not this guy's upstairs. Who paced the most? Oh, oh yeah, the the, the speed guy. He's he's yeah, he's yeah. Kind of running across the the floor like like, was, planning, by the like, way. like 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 rats on the roof, you know. And just, so you got the speed addicts uh, pacing back and forth, and the yeah. drunks below screaming, "I'm going to kick your ass! I'm going to kill you!" Yeah, yeah, In the first book, you have a funny thing about comparing uh, an AA meeting with the A team. 
Oh, 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 yeah. Well, it's there's a part in there called uh, finding your inner A team. That's okay. what it is, and uh, and that, that's more about like you know, mostly the male personality uh, is, is is I've seen it how how uh, how men. Uh, develop and and we we, we do have uh, these these A teams inside of us, uh, you know, because the four male types really are like the tough guy, the good looking guy, the funny guy, and the planner. And as as a complete person, you should have uh, skills for for each of those people. And uh, and you know that's if you see guys group up like kind of like especially like maybe early college years, they group up in groups of four. And they are always that. They always have it. And it's weird. If you get, like, a fifth guy in there, and then there's, like, two funny guys or two tough guys, it doesn't work. Right. It's really weird. It's, it's like they, they kick one of them out. Like, yeah. it's, you know, you can't, you know, what, what are you doing here? You're, I, I'm the funny guy. you got to go. And, uh, but it's, like, it's, it's part of the male development. Like, as you get older, you stop going out in a pack of dudes, and you start being able to be your own guy. You know, and... Uh, the, the problem with a lot of uh, people who, who drink and use a lot, you don't really develop those other parts of your personality. And you end up just being still this kind of one-sided guy. It's this weird kind of social immaturity. Um, and that's, that's what a lot of the point was of just like you need to find where your weak part is and, and develop that. Well, let me get the names of your books so people can check them out. There's uh... Okay, the very first one I did was called King of the Road Kills. And that was a combination of, of fiction and poetry. And uh, that came out when I was about 25. I was reading out poems, some of my drug-induced poems from uh, All Blacked Out, and uh, someone approached me and said, you know, you should write a recovery book. I was like, oh, you must be kidding me. And that that became Get Up. And then a couple, you know, after after about a year or two, uh, they decided, like, well, let's, uh, let's, let's do another one. Uh, and that's when we decided, kind of in the same vein, we call it Still Standing, because you get up and then you're still standing. And uh, I don't know what the next one will be. If there's a next one, I don't know, move it, keep don't walking. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You can always drop my stuff, drop my name in Amazon. They'll tell you what's available. And also on Amazon, there usually, usually pops up a lot of anthologies I was in, which is kind of fun. There's a book called Fucking Daphne, uh, anthology of uh, uh, this one writer who had had some rumors spread about her and, and, and uh, some stories she didn't like spread about her. She's like, look, if people are going to you know, make up stories about who I slept with, I, I want them to be people I, I admire. Uh, so she contacted a bunch of her writer friends and said, I want you all to make up a story about fucking me. <laughs> and uh, so we all did. And it ended up being a really cool book. There's a lot of stuff like so that. fucking Daphne. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that cool like anthologies book. like that that'll pop up if you search me in Amazon. Oh, I with Daphne. I don't know if I ever yeah, yeah, yeah. You never told me that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell everybody. Yeah. So you'll see that. And like, we have we have a book of you about being a cool kid. Sherilyn's in that as well, right? Were you in that book? Tips from Cool Kids? Oh, yeah. That was, uh, it was like, uh, what was it called? It was it's a very a, popular book in our household. Advice. Good and, advice for young trendy people or something. Yeah, like that. It was, it was a Jennifer Blowdryer book, and that one was cool too because she <laughs> said, "I want you to write an advice column for me." And I was like, "About what?" She's like, "I'm not telling you." And, and so we, she did that with everyone, and everybody just wrote this weird advice. And then she saw it all had this weird shape. I had how to pick a fake name, and uh, <laughs> Bucky Sinister is not your no, no, it's, it's not me now, right? Did not name me Bucky, and. Uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, like, you know, and how to make it in the art scene. Uh, <laughs> and what was like that, that book called? 
good, good advice for young trendy people of all ages. I think. Yeah, it's a fun book. We have it at home. Somewhere like elsewhere, like a like a like a guy to like you know how to transition from one gender to another. I mean, it was just like all this stuff in there just because we we weren't really told what to write advice about. Yeah. And then after they saw the shape of what we had, then they put the book together, which is kind of brilliant in this way of like. So it's all this just really disparate advice, like people writing about how to couch surf. Uh, like how to like you know how to you know travel around the world when you're like you know when you need lots of medication. Someone wrote that, or just like what, what you know all kinds of different stuff. So yeah, if you search in Amazon, you, you come up with anthologies like that. And Mike, your website is uh, Luggage Tuesdays. That's yes, it is. Funny site. Check it out. Thank you very much. Our website is uh, proudlyresents.com. That's it. Proudly Resents. Thank you very much. And Jim, thank you for letting us. Uh, record here in the dark room, San Francisco. You should check out uh, all their shows, Bucky shows, and their bad movie night. Adam, that, we're we're out of time for this interview.